What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, February 26th, and this is the Pinwheels and Ivy Podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Positive Zoe. We're still staying with the Positive Zoe for now. Nothing has changed yet. Um, you know, with me, as always, is Mr. Aldo Soto. Uh, happy birthday, Jerry Reinsdorf. Hey. Pretty sure he's the only person that's going to see that. And what do you good, mean? The good Reverend K. Fitz. I'm going to flex because nobody has this hat in this chat, but nobody has this hat really anywhere. This is, I'm cool right now. I'm showing I'm showing this off to Aloha because it actually would fit his head. Doubt it. Got, a little, got some swag this week. Happy about the swag. I like the swag. <laughs> Doubt it. And as you can see, those of you that are watching the live show on Thursday night, the show did get a lot more handsome this week in our quest to become the most handsome White Sox Cubs podcast that airs on Thursday nights at 5 Central. Uh, that's Justin Roman. We're going to get into a more proper interview in just a minute, but I just want to make sure you guys know that we do have the man with us this evening. Now, it is the first week. It's syllabus week in spring training. Everything's sunshine, rainbows. Everybody's looking good. Everybody's a genius. Some things are getting us a little bit more fired up than others. Um, some things are getting entire Twitter fan bases more fired up than others. We're going to get into that and a lot, lot more, especially with Mr. Roman here. Um, so with all that being said, let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings on the mound or the long ball, but we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah, <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood, discussions and interviews, straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for. Yeah, you can put it on the board. Yeah, every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. As always, the show is brought to you by PointsBet. Go and download the PointsBet app. Use pin, promo code PINWHEELS. Place your bets. You can do baseball futures. They're all up right now. MVP, home runs hit, rookie of the year, all that good stuff. Go to PointsBet. Put in promo code PINWHEELS. Too many P's in this promo. <laughs> and uh, you will get, you know, money back. You also get bet matching. Uh, you got the madness. You can't say what it is. The madness that happens in March in college basketball. Coming the craziness. Up. The craziness in March coming up. Um, and again, I'm going to talk about this as we get closer to the regular season, but we're going to do another little tutorial on how you can actually points bet. Like, it's pretty cool. You pick a player, they get a point total. I made some loot on it during the baseball season last year, but that's just because of stupid luck but points bet download the app promo code pinwheels popping the peas from mr hand over there but with all that being said i'm going to turn this over to the good reverend k fids k fids introduce your boy tell everybody who we got with us all right real special night today guys really really actually happy to have it it's been it's been a bit since i've even gotten to kind of see a face-to-face with justin but um the uh i guess we'll go back to we'll, we'll do we'll do the full gala intro uh here but uh you know you guys might know him as 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 one half of styles and roman uh if you're a b96 
uh, or a US 99 listener or a Bulls fan, you would know who he is uh, based on him uh, being the MC and the All-Star game as yeah. recently as well. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, as well as obviously Kenzie and Roman, also a new addition, which is very nice uh, for everybody to enjoy as well. But uh, and also a member of the Jump Smokers in the past too. But for me, for me, <laughs> it's my friend from when I was 13 years old all the way through high school, Justin, my fellow Cub fan, the only guy on our baseball team besides me and another guy, Tommy Douglas, that loved the Cubs. We got made fun of it enough. We were the thin, the thin twins for a while. We were the skinny skinny uh skinny toothpicks but uh went to lake park high school together and uh played baseball together all throughout high school uh you know justin obviously known for the tech fire the blue tech fire glove that he loved so much uh and uh but we played baseball together you know from from pony league actually was 13 13 all the way through uh graduation and uh great dude um you know obviously you know everyone might know him as the as the host for me i look at him as he's someone that i've known since i was a you know a nerdy awkward you know teenager but uh, we'd love to welcome you to the show. So, you know, without further ado, you know, welcome to the show. Justin, thanks for coming out. It's hey, great to see you again, bud. Thank you, man. What a great intro. It is crazy because, like, we were on Twitter together and stuff like that, but I don't ever really, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Last time I saw you face to face, I don't even, was it high school? I have no idea, dude. But yeah, very, very cool. Uh, you've always been a good dude and, uh, yeah, a hell of a baseball player as well. I don't know if these guys know how good you were, man, but you were a good ball player back in our high school days. And, uh, yeah, I mean, life has changed for both of us. And, uh i mean you you basically said everything that i've been doing so uh yeah I'm, I'm excited to be on this podcast thank you guys very much uh really quick uh shout out to your guys intro rap was really really good whoever did that was a really good rap that's rap. my guy it's uh it's a guy who does it uh more as like a, a hobby but i know he does sell some of it he went to okay. st rita with me if you're interested i would be more than happy to shoot you his info it was good man it was very clever I, I liked it it was really really good but yeah i'm so happy to be here guys and for the record if you're watching this live you'll see tristan's name in the background or that, like that i'm yep. in my son my six-year-old son's e-learning classroom slash studio so we kind of do the studio stuff here and my son does e-learning here so don't get thrown off my name is roman my son's <laughs> name is tristan in the background so <laughs> so I'm outnumbered this week per use three Cubs fans to one, which is fine. They need it. I mean, it's like 50% socks, man. I don't Yeah. Did, Roman, no, I don't I'm know just... if you know this or not, but Tafids <laughs> is uh, really carving out his niche in uh, White Sox Twitter. He's kind of coming to the other side. A I've been bit. seeing on Twitter, I follow you guys, and I've been seeing him talking to the White Sox fans, and I'm like, this is not the Kevin Fiddler that I know. <laughs> oh, like, trust me. Dude, yes. what is going on here? Look, listen, here, I don't know where you want to start with, but here's, here's my take on it all. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm not one of those guys that are like, man, I like both teams i want both teams to win. i'm a cubs fan i'm a diehard mm-hmm. cubs fan like i'm not a Sox fan right um but i'll tell you this i'm also a baseball fan and what's going on on the south side is really really exciting you know i think they're obviously a very very good team got a great team last year and on paper you guys should be really really good again this year so uh i'm not gonna pretend i'm a white Sox fan but uh i'm very intrigued on what's going on on the south side you guys are doing it all right and um let's see what happens right i mean i, I still personally believe that the cubs are going to win the division but we'll <laughs> see what happens right now as a Sox fan i will say i appreciate that i appreciate you just i think that's the best way to go as i've we've gone down this road on the show millions of times i'm a white Sox fan i hate the twins i hate the indians the cubs are just they're they're a national league team in the same city like i I'm not one of those guys that like actively hates the Cubs because you know I cheered for them. I cheered for these guys when they won the World Series, right. and it was really good for the show and the site and everything. But still, right. um, no, that's appreciative. But so let's start here though. 
Um, just because I want to get your take before we move in. Who is the Cubs player that you're most excited about for this upcoming season? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I would – I mean, it's, it's honestly a tie because our studs last year did not have good years. Uh, KB, Rizzo, and Javi, they all really kind of sucked last year, right? I mean, for different reasons. It was a weird right. year, injuries, all, all different things. But I'm really, really excited to see that trio – get back to who they are and who they really have been their entire careers. Because if, if those three guys can play to the back of their baseball card, mm -hmm. this is a team that's going to win the central and honestly can make some noise in the playoffs. But, you know, again, we could talk about it all day. I want to see it. So I'm really, really intrigued on seeing those three guys get back to who I know they are and what their baseball card uh, says they are. I like that playing to the back of the baseball card. Yeah. yeah the, the different Avenues of baseball people we have on here. We get different terminology. I've heard some really – what did Nuke always used to say? He threw the ball right down the dick. Dick shot. Yeah, he would always say cock shot. Cock shot. Cock shot. Yeah, cock shot. I mean, obviously, we're older than these two gentlemen with us, Justin, since mm -hmm. we're – I mean, but we're not. We're not, but we are. Yeah. Uh, and we grew up, you know, we, we grew up in a long suffering cup fans too. I mean, you know, for, you know, for, for some fans that are maybe newer, you know, Aldo joined around the Sosa time, right? That was that around yep. the time Aldo. 98. Um, and it was so, you know, we had to deal with, you know, Jim Essie and we had to deal with Paul Asimacher blowing how many Greg Maddox wins just in a short, like two and a half year period. We had to deal with yeah. a lot of garbage and now we're living in this like heyday of Cubs baseball. Yeah. And it's so intense, and the pressure is like it never felt this intense. I don't feel maybe that's just the you know, old man yell at the club, but I don't feel it ever felt like this intense. No, like, and, I, and you know, my son is six and a half years old. Like my son doesn't know what it's like for the Cubs to suck. The Cubs have always been great, but my son's been alive. I took my two-year-old son at the time; he was two to Game Three of the World Series. It was me, my two-year-old son, and my father were at Game Three of a Cubs World Series at Wrigley Field. Like, you know, little Kevin Fiddler, little Justin Roman could have never dreamed that would ever have happened at Wrigley Field, the World Series like that. So again, you're, you're absolutely right. We grew up, you know, kind of long-suffering fans. Yeah, we had 1984, we had 1989, we had 98, although mm -hmm. like you said you, you joined them. And then we had, you know, 07 and 08, but it was just different. Like this, this is the golden era of Cubs baseball. And, mm -hmm. you know, people talk about, you know, the White Sox or, and listen, y'all are great, but let's not forget, the Cubs don't suck. The Cubs won the division last year. And like I said, if Rizzo and KB and um, Javi can get back to who they are, I fully anticipate them winning the division again this year. So um, this is the golden era of Cubs base, uh, baseball, and I, I couldn't be happier that, that I'm living in it, that my son gets to experience it, and my father got to experience a lot of it as well. Absolutely. And by the way, Leonard, if you're asking, there's a reason why we didn't mention 2006. Yeah, I mean, we've gone through enough therapy. Yeah, I was going to say. We, we've, been in, we've been conditioned to that. That, that year never gone. happened. Gone. Yeah, that was perfect. That was per he just went directly 98 yeah. to 07, 08. Yeah. It's like, nope. That 03 didn't I'm, happen. I'm yeah. so, the the hypnosis helped, has worked. Yes. I've dealt with a lot of heartbreak in my life. I don't want to bring up 03. So just let's just skip past that. So that's encouraging to hear, though, as a Sox fan, because as you mentioned it earlier, you know, it, it kind of feels like the. The White Sox are getting started with um, – fuck, I've been their fans for 36 years. Besides the out-of-nowhere 05 team, this is the best team the White Sox have had on paper. And I'm excited, but it's scary that I'm excited because I'm just ready to get my heart broken. <laughs> so, But I just had my first son, 
He's only he's four months old, but oh, congrats, man. thank you. And I figure though the if you look at the age, I mean, he, I don't think he'll be able to see Jose Abreu, but a lot of these other guys are really young. So hopefully he'll be, you know, right around the time when Luis Robertson is quote prime. I'll be able to take him to the park and yeah. he'll be with the Padres. Shut up. Shut your, <laughs> shut your dirty horse mouth. And your Padres is going to sign all every single good the player. The Padres are going to sign everyone. <laughs> Literally. You know, it, it, here's the deal. Here's what I don't get is the fact, and I don't mean Fiddler kind of sidebar about this, is that how are the Padres spending all of this money and like, but yet, you know, the Cubs can't extend the core, right? I mean, it makes no mm-hmm. – because in a normal season, the Cubs pack Wrigley Field like no team can pack any stadium. The Padres for sure so don't pack the stadium. Pa- By the way, Petco Park is a pretty cool park, but they don't pack it. So explain to me how that team can sign these insane contracts and, and just dish out money like they've been doing, and yet here we are – But again, before pandemic, um, right. you know, oh, we can't extend – the whole core, right? Well, here, our, we'll, we'll turn this one to our audience. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. It has to do with that, but, like, I think there was, there was some, I don't know the exact change, because I, like, I don't, I'm not up to, like, the day-to-day stuff with the Padres, but I do remember last offseason or this past offseason, there was some change with the ownership. Yes, uh, they invested in GameStop and AMC stuff. Um, <laughs> no, and, like, that was a huge thing. So. It's like, yeah, no, like, that it, it boils down to what the ownership is willing to spend, and if there was some change in whatever the new majority owner, yeah, yeah, see, no. there you go. And Perfect. it's like, all right, you guys, you guys, if you trust your GM, like Preller, they're like, all right, you think these yeah. guys are going to be good? You already signed Machado, you had uh, you made all these moves for the pitchers, uh, and then you have Tatis, you think he's going to be the generational star? Lock him up now, spend this money, we're behind you. And, you know, we always say, like, oh, like the small market team. None of these teams are small market teams. MLB owners wouldn't be owning teams if it wasn't profitable for them right. no matter what. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, like to that point, owners aren't dumb. It's just how much money they are willing to spend. You're right. But with the Cubs, uh, you have, you know, billionaire owners as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have the monster of the Cubs nation, which is mm-hmm. Wrigley Field being packed in normal seasons. And the, I'm sure the merchandising is insane. So like, you have these revenue streams, rooftops, you have hotels, Wrigley Field's all built up. You literally have so many revenue streams. Well, it's supposed gonna, to be marquee. <laughs> It was supposed to be marquee. I, I will say, I will say though, because I know a lot of people like to bash the Rickets. I'm not one of those people. I I look at a payroll that has been top three in baseball for the past what four or five years, and the Rickets have spent money. And I mm-hmm. love Theo Epstein. I think he's the greatest mind of all time. But he had a couple swing and misses, and maybe mismanaged some of that money too. So I think that all things considered, I don't think Rickets is cheap. Uh, he spent a lot of money. I don't know the situation right now with the pandemic. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming maybe the Cubs are hurting more than other people because we depend on that um, our fan base showing up more than other teams do. But yep. still, I won't say he's cheap. I just I wonder how the Padres are able to do this, <coughs> and yet here we are. Oh, the Cubs can't. You know, and he, the thing too with Ricketts, and I think that's what drives fans like you know a little bit nuts about it is that you know they went double budget. They went over they went 100% over budget on the Wrigley construction and he was joyfully gleefully last last December, you know, bragging about it in 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 Forbes magazine, you know, talking about how, you know, and again, in hindsight, it's you know, obviously at the time he probably didn't assume that there was going to be a giant pandemic that's right. going to but he didn't he wasn't a good steward with what he was given money-wise and and if you're an owner that can't afford to lock up generational talent, 
with your franchise, you need to sell the team. <laughs> the Padres, they, they, they're getting a discount, I think, because they locked up Tatis the way that they did. I think the same thing could be said about any one of the big three for the Cubs this year. Every day that passes that they don't lock these guys up, the price is just going to go up. No, all three of these guys are going to not have a two, two, 2020 kind of season. They're going to play well. Today, Chris hit a ball over the freeway against, uh, you know, facing Arietta. He, you know, he, he lit Hendricks up on Monday. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I had the under 20 minutes before you brought up Kevin, Chris Bryant <laughs> hitting the ball to the fucking freeway. Oh, well, that's good. I, I had the under. 24. I waited. Okay, good. I did that. Well, it also, it was the song. I've taken the song consideration. We're muted on that. So Okay, that's <laughs> true. And the intros. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the longer the longer the Cubs, and I think Jed, I think Jed sees that now. I think there's a reason why everything seems to be ramping up for all three of the guys. It's not just it's not just one or two people talking about it. It's starting to filter into the mainstream media members too. I think they're having conversations about it. Chris is being he's being open with it. Javi Rizzo, all of them are being open about. You know, I think the only one actually I haven't heard from Javi much about his contract situation. You know, Rizzo yesterday was very very vocal and open about it, especially with the screen time stuff too. So you're seeing these guys kind of ramp up this stuff. So they're, I think, you know, and I think that the camps all feel like this is the best moment right now to be, get locked up. But the longer they wait, it's, the Fitz, price is just going to keep going. Let's not forget the Cubs did lock up Anthony Rizzo. They, they signed True. him to a huge extension that was like a great team-friendly deal. Mm-hmm. So they did lock him up. He's just, I guess, that much further in his career than mm. KB and Javi. But they locked him up at a pretty team-friendly contract. That was a very smart move by the Cubs. And I think at the time, I think it was with the understanding that his last one was going to be a doozy to to make it up, you know, make it make it worth his while. Right, Same right. thing with the service time thing. I know Theo had, had insinuated to Chris a lot that he was going to make up the 18 million that he lost with the one year of service time with his full extension. And that, that's another reason I, I, I kind of dig about the Ricketts. I think that the Ricketts don't want to, they don't want to own that a little bit, but now it sounds like there's a little more revenue coming in or the optics of it all. And I think that the Cubs aren't that far away from contending. They're, they're actually Jake Arietta figuring it out away from being a, a, a pretty solid pitching staff. Obviously, obviously Zach Davies could be, yeah. I have no idea. He could be great. I mean, he's been great. Um, so who knows with that, but, I mean, that, this team's going to score runs. You know, it's and, and again, you're right. going to get prog- progress from Hap. You're going to get progress from from Nico. You're going to get progress That's from Zoe's favorite player, Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson's going to show up. That's an improvement. Uh, it's an upgrade over Schwarber. As much as I love Schwarber, um, it's, uh, you must he, he must have shorted. Yeah, Rick has probably shorted the AMC stocks too. Um, but I think that that's what makes. I think this is the most optimistic. I know that the, the Bryant camp is more optimistic now than they've been since extensions were brought up. And that's like what four years now we're going on. So I feel the same way. <clears throat> but this I is think, this is a good moment. But the longer they wait, I think people are going to start to actually listen to you, Kevin. Like that, you know what you're talking about when it comes to the Bryant family. Nah. So the story behind that Roman was basically Fizz was pounding the drum for months. That years, <laughs> years that KB never got offered an extension. Oh, I know. Yeah. And He's then all this stuff and other members of the media, which you know I don't want to get name dropping on here because I know those you intermingle oh. <laughs> but um uh you know refused and then all of a sudden all this now it's all coming out that everything Fitz has been saying is correct and people should probably start listening Kevin I mean it's hilarious too. like what Chris Bryant said on Thursday about you know I'm I'm always open to hearing uh, what the Cubs like are thinking for contract mm-hmm. extension I'm pretty sure he's had that like exact similar statement like the past right. two spring trainings this isn't anything new by Chris Bryant oh. either so I just like the the like that long-term standing narrative 
that's been formed somehow of like Chris Bryant doesn't want to be here. Chris Bryant's mad at the Cubs. It's just, even though every single time that subject is directly brought up by Chris Bryant, he's like, no, I love Chicago. Right. Like, I, what are you guys talking been, about? I've been open to contract talks. Like, anytime they want to talk. All right. Well, here's the, let's over and like, oh, let's be honest he's not going like, to do it. If, it, if, it's not, if it's not for weather purposes, because I get it. I love Chicago. I'm a Chicago homer, but I get the weather and the winter sucks. If it's not a weather thing, where else do you want to play that's better than really feel than being a, uh, a Cub? I mean, like, there really is it. I know you're a, so- uh, a Sox fan, so. No, but I. Like, Chicago in general. I mean, yeah, just in general. Minus the weather, there's just nothing. There's no. There's not a better baseball town and not a bit better baseball stadium than Wrigley Field. So I, I do believe Chris Bryant wants to be here, but obviously I, I, I just you know he. We all know his agent. So uh, will will he take a, a discount to be here versus with the Yankees? You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. I don't know the inner uh, tangles of it all, but right. I, I don't doubt that he wants to play here forever. Why would why wouldn't anybody? You know. Yeah, and, and you bring up the number one concern of a lot of Cub fans, which is which in. Which, which again, in the 90s, you know, we were conditioned owners to believe that he was the devil. And in the 2000s, he was kind of the devil. But when you're a player and you talk to a player about Scott Boris, there is nobody that you want going to bat for you. Right, of course. Because that dude will go to hell and back in a gasoline suit to get you what you want. People assume, though, that the, the players that he represents work for him. And it's not the case. They're not. He's their employee. They're, you, you don't sit there. The maid doesn't tell you how to make your bed right. or how to sleep in it. You know, he's, he's, he's the help. You know, in this sense, and so, and so that's a really good analogy. You choose not the maid doesn't tell you how to make your bed, right? I mean, that's a really good, yeah, another little nugget for you, too. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. I'll put but, that next to cock shot. I can tell you this, though, too. <laughs> I can tell you this, and 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 I know that that Maddie Mitch wants me to talk about it too because you know, there was a there was an overture, there was like a like a like a quasi offer like four years ago that was like a low ball that 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 was not the, obviously the 200 million. Plus garbage it was like the kind that you would go <laughs> really and so the the thing that's been the bryant camp's probably waiting for most and again i got to go over you know i got to see the cage i had to go grab this on sunday got to see the cage by the way which is awesome his cage i, I remind me later to tell you about this whole batting this whole tech thing they yeah. had set up in their cage in the mural that has greg maddox's silhouette in disguise as a as a sound foley when they did the prank, the Red Bull prank, his his actual, which we know that Greg Maddox's physique is fantastic. So it's a perfect like shadow silhouette of Greg Maddox doing that. Anyway, awesome. so talking about that though, one of the big things that Mike was talking about is that, you know, you want to wait, you know, you need a base. And so it sounds like to me, just based on me reading the tea leaves from conversations, they're waiting for the Cubs to give the first consider, like the real offer. Like, here's what we're thinking. Now, now we've got a floor. Let's start negotiating. But that hasn't come yet. And so they're waiting and waiting and waiting for a number to come because you don't want to th- you don't want to be a player and say this is what I'd want. You want the ownership to say, well, this is what we're willing to go with. So and of course, Fizz, everyone's got that flex. Fizz, let me ask you a question because I, I feel like uh, Devil's Advocate is, should be in here as well, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if you're the Cubs, though, seeing what you saw from KB last year, seeing what you saw from Javi last year, and seeing what you saw from <laughs> Rizzo last year, what what do the Cubs offer? You know, what I'm saying like I, I think it's a really weird time to do an extension because. Uh, KB is better than what he showed last year. So mm-hmm. is Rizzo. So is Javi. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going off numbers, I, I, I'm maybe as, as a Cub, as a Cub owner, let's say, I'm maybe not offering MVP money because nope. last year is the most recent thing I've seen, and it wasn't good. So it's a really weird time to be working out extensions from all three of those guys, even though mm-hmm. I know they're better than what they did last year. And here's the thing, too, though. And I mean, I guess I'll grumble it, grumble it, grumble it. I keep hearing a few of us say no trade clause, no trade clause, no trade clause. We're not just making that up. There's a there's a hometown discount for a no trade clause, uh, like considerable 
hometown discount for a no trade clause. You know why? Because he's tired of the rumors about being traded every single offseason for four years. The dude's willing to take millions less if you provide that comfort of him being able to dictate that narrative beyond this. And that's a big part of it. And I, you know, you don't get MVP money and I don't think he expects MT. I don't, you want to talk about, you think the fans are hard on Chris. There is nobody in this world that's harder on himself than Chris Bryant, especially after that season. That's the worst season of his, he's never had a season like that in his life playing baseball. Even in T-ball, he was better than that. Like there's never been a year where he struggled like that. So, and I think the same for Javi. That's, that's the worst baseball season in Javi's life. I would probably venture to say it's probably the worst baseball well, no, you know, that, that that little cup of coffee that Rizzo had was pretty bad with the Padres, right, I think. Right. So he, I can't say that with him. But for those two guys, they've never struggled like that. Right. But, oh, yeah, Matty Mitch. Again, Zach Davies is a question mark. And Jake Arrieta is a question mark. And so is Braylon Marquez, but especially Aldo's boy, Adbert Alzale. Adbert Alzale is – Who's yeah. working with Arrieta big time right now. So – and by the way, very proud of you, Kevin, for not absolutely just dumping on Javi Baez right there. Mm-mm. Really thought you were going to take that opportunity. No, he uh, needs to fill some space for about three years. So I thought <laughs> we're ready. We're good. <laughs> so with all this, you know, the storylines and everything, and we're going to get into specific spring training stuff here in just a minute. But I like to ask this now, especially at the beginning of the year, Roman. What's a successful Cubs season look like to you this year? I think this year, without a doubt, is uh, winning the division. If you don't win the Central, it's a disappointment. Uh, with this with this talent, uh, offensive talent at the very least, I mean, it's really, really uh, – it can be a potent offense. And um, I'm excited about Jock Peterson. I really am. I think he's a better Schwarber. I love Schwarber, but I think he's a better Schwarber. I think there's more potential there as well. Jock. Um, so I think that if we don't win the division, Drink I'll some. be disappointed. Now, listen, I am not a Cubs homer to a point where I think they are going to win the World Series this year. I'm not going to say that. I don't think that, right? But I think they absolutely can win the division. And in baseball, getting in the the dance is all that matters. You know, mm-hmm. like, so, you know, there's been many teams that didn't think they could win the World Series. They get in the playoffs all of a sudden. I don't want to bring up 03 again, but 03, the Florida Marlins, who the hell thought they were going to win the World Series? But they did, you know? So right. um, just get in. But that, that's honestly my thing is, is division or bust. And that's how I'll determine this team's success. All right, follow-up question. Do you sweat the St. Louis Cardinals? Do I sweat them? Like, are you uh, nervous about them? No, I'm not. I mean, I, re- I really do feel like we're the favorites. I know Nolan Ar- Arenado is a, is a great, great hitter, a great a generational talent, but that, that mm-hmm. doesn't put him over the top in, in my mind. I mean, you know, you're still throwing out there, you know, Adam Wainwright. You still have, you know, Molina. Those are some older older cats, right? So I, I feel like the Cubs are definitely uh, in a better position to, to win the division than the Cardinals. I mean, I don't like the Cardinals. I'm not scared of them. I just don't like them, right? So, right. Um, That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, no, there's no one in the Central. And listen – the Central didn't spend much money either, right? I mean, they they I think out of all the all the divisions in base in all of baseball, they spent the least amount of money to get better, right? And the Cubs, I think, were a big chunk of that. So um, we won the division last year. I fully expect it this year. I'm not scared of any of those teams. What I am scared of are the Dodgers, are the Braves. I mean, there are some heavy hitters in the National League that on paper should beat our asses if we ever face off in the playoffs. But let's handle that when we get to it, right? Yep. That's a, that's a get there thing. You know, and, and Zoe, this is for you, by the way. Did you notice how, uh, and again, this is, again, someone, we're, we're, we're the old bucks here, how decades of scarring from St. Louis success. The minute you asked St. Louis uh, about St. Louis post-2015, Justin's reaction was, no. 
Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that's the Minnesota Twins for the Chicago White Sox right now. Yeah. That's the that's the same kind of thing. It's the it's the monkey on your back that you got to get over, but you do got to do it. And, and I think the Cubs were lucky enough to be able to knock them out of the playoffs in 2015, yeah. and, and that just huge. killed it. That yep. killed it. That just that kiboshed the mystique. It was yeah. like, bye. Who are you? No, I, and as an outsider looking in, that definitely had a Bulls beating the Pistons yeah. type feel Another, to it. A good example, yeah. Um, all right, hold one, on. One more thing, guys. Oh, go Speaking ahead. of good examples, Arud A commented the 2019 Nationals. Great example yep. of a team that you never thought was going to win the World Series. I mean, they were they were left dead for you know DOA, dude. They were, I think, at, at the halfway point, they were under 500. So mm-hmm. great example of they got in by the by the you know skin of their teeth. And they win the freaking World Series. So, yeah, you never know what could happen. Just get in and um, take a chances. Good, good, uh, good uh, so, example. And we're going pa- to pause right now <laughs> to remind everybody to download points bet, use promo code pinwheels. But also, oh, here it comes. KFIDS, tweet out the link to the Fantasy Baseball League this year. Do I tweet it? Do I post it in the chat? Where do I? Where do I, where do I no, tweet, just, tweet it. Just tweet it out. Tweet it out. There's. How many more spots? Nine. Nine, nine spots, spots available. Nine spots. You're playing Twelve against, people that you're watch playing the against three. <laughs> don't know what you're going to win yet. It could be a hug for me. It could be, I don't know. But we'll Pinwheels figure something sunglasses? Out. Oh, I got a box full of those still. So, you yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely getting sunglasses if you win. <laughs> um, but we're going to tweet out the link now. We're going to, you know, whatever. Go from the Pinwheels and Ivy. Not my account, right? Yeah, the Pinwheels and Ivy account. And then we'll go from there. Um yeah, sorry, Rome. We no, gotta, hey, we gotta, you gotta get pay this the bills, up. man. You gotta pay the bills. Also, yep. thank you to Cub Zone. I got my first Roman. You are the man. Comment. So, <laughs> Cub Zone, I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, buddy. Cub Zone gave you some love on uh, on Twitter too for the obvious baseball hoodie. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I, yeah. I know you guys love obvious shirts. Those are my guys. Well, yep. see, that's my guy. It's one guy. It's, yep. it's the company. No, they do good it. stuff. They yeah. they need to do more sock stuff, but that's okay. That's fine. You do some. I believe he fine. said that. Yeah, I believe he did, they do some, right? But they do some. They I, saw, I, shirts, right? I think I saw one that said like Eloy is good at baseball or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, they got. You know, actually, we had him because Styles and Roma. We had a podcast, um, kind of taking a hiatus right now, but we had him on because his story is incredible. But he said he will always he'll do shirts for anybody mm-hmm. except for Cardinals. He will never do a Cardinal shirt, no matter how much he gets paid or whatever. So he, he has sock shirts. He'll just never do Cardinal shirts. Akuna Matata, yeah, that's another good one. Makata, that's a good one, yeah. But I can respect that because as a Sox fan, I don't like the Cardinals either. One because their fan base is fucking majority garbage people. Uh, the racist shit just it kills me, dude. And like, did you see how they went after uh, the pitcher, Jordan Hicks? No, uh, 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 Flaherty, Jack Flaherty. Flaherty, Flaherty won his arbitration case. He tweeted something like just goofy gif about it, and people were like, "I hope your dog gets hit by a truck." It's like, oh, what the man. fuck, man? What is wrong with you? Oh. Like, what is going on? But I digress. I'm not a big. I hate the Twins. I hate the Indians. I dislike the Cardinals fans, and I'll never root for the Cardinals. The only Cardinal I've ever rooted for in my entire life was Albert Pujols. Which, side note, if That's this easy. is if this is his retirement tour, if you're young, like if you're under the age of shit, probably like 28. No, you've probably still been able to see it. You need to go, people, you need to go and look at Albert Pujols' first couple years on the Cardinals. Oh, like his first decade. Yeah. But but look at his rookie numbers. No one will ever have a rookie season like that. Like that season was disgusting. And so I'll give you some credit because go back and look at Frank Thomas's like first five or six years. Like that dude, that dude was on a whole different level. I mean, like you look at Pujols, 
Frank Thomas, Mike Trout, like they're all in the same conversation for how they started their careers. I mean, they're all just incredible. Colton's team has joined the chat. Colton's <laughs> team has joined the chat. We got eight available spots. It has been posted, by the way. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm retweeting now. Yeah, no, uh, my favorite thing to do every once in a while to piss off White Sox, well, actually it doesn't piss off White Sox Twitter, it pisses off baseball Twitter, is tweet that graphic of Frank Thomas' yeah. stats next to Mike Trout's stats. Oh, it's insane. People get yeah. hot. Yeah. And <laughs> it's fine. There was actually a pretty big uh, internal fighting on White Sox Twitter the other night of who's better, Mookie or Trout. <laughs> people yeah i mean it's statistically it's mike trout and i understand yeah. i understand that mookie can do certain things that trout can't to change the game especially with his arm but i mean i'm a i like stats yeah and statistically i like, that. I like stats. statistically it's, trout, my, it's mike trout yeah it's mike trout it's mike trout it's mike trout so one thing well, Roman, as you know, your boy Fitz here is uh, a very sought-after, accommodated high school baseball coach, and the man knows something about baseball swings. Yeah. And some of the things that we like to do around here every once in a while is Fitz breaks down some player swings for us. Um, it's the first week of spring training, so we're actually oh. getting to see uh, – Kev, it's going to fill up, bud. <laughs> it's gonna, it's, uh, I just didn't know that we have more than nine followers. Uh <laughs> But it's the first week of spring training, so we're able to see some of the stuff that these guys have been working on, you know, when the cameras weren't around and stuff like that. And we'll start with the Cubs one, out of respect for our guest here. But, <laughs> Kev, the big thing that I noticed out of the, the Cubs spring training camp uh, is your boy, Nico. That boy got thick. I'm using three Cs on that. Thick. Wow. Those thighs. Woo. That boy did some squats this offseason, but it also looked like he kind of widened his base a little bit on his swing. Now, why would it like what's the importance in that? And what do you think about that movement? Okay, so what what Nico really did, he opened up his so you can't see a lot of it in the video unless you're looking at on, you know, if you're looking, if you've got a shot from the backside, but he actually opened up. He opened it up a little bit too. So his front foot is is positioned a little more open. Think Jerome Walton, but not Jerome Walton. Yeah, I'm not going Jerome that deep. Walton. But just think of an open stance that he's, he's opening up a little bit. So both eyes, he, he basically opens up his, 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 his vision by opening up a little bit. He's showing off a little bit more than he, he could see a little bit more, I guess, is, I guess where to put it. And so then he's, he's got his hands up. His load is a lot different too. He's getting his hands up. He's got actually, uh, he's getting, he's getting more of his core into it. And like you mentioned that he looks bigger. He, he's not much bigger size wise, like arms oh, and, and, and calves, but his core looks, I don't know if it's the shadow that looks like he's wearing a diaper, but. His core and every single every single thing that I've looked at right now looks like he is his core has gone more. Uh he's gotten thicker. Look like, like in on. that area. Time out, time which, out. Time out. Leagues full, so save you guys the trouble. Oh, is it fantasy leagues fresh. full? Go ahead. We got our league. Luke, Peter, Mike, thanks Theo, whoever that is. Alex's amazing team. It better be Alex if it's not amazing. And Mike's rad team, Mike, if you're oh, those are rad. all default Yahoo names. Keep going with Nico okay. Swing. All right, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> this is a really focus, shitty name. Focus, ADD. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, so you're looking at a swing that 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 is again. He's trying to. He he's obviously worked. He's probably done a lot more plyos. He's probably done a lot more. You know, more cleans. He's gotten that 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 core area strong in the off season. 
He hasn't done a ton of arm stuff, which I am happy with because you want baseball muscles, not beach muscles. And so right. he's also improved that area in, in his core. And so when you look at the core, when you look at his swing, he's getting because of that open stance, because he's getting his hands back a little bit. He's he's actually kept it. He's he's simplified his swing to the point where he's already slightly open. So he's going to be able to get more of that core when he's getting the he's getting his hips in the baseball and he's going to be able to get those hands through and he's going to be able to generate the torque that he's looking for that's going to drive the baseball and, and <laughs> torque <laughs> it's that pushing pulling motion for those of you scoring so many, so many baseball turns are so central i know <laughs> sorry but i mean that I, I i love what i'm seeing because again obviously i'm biased so i'm i'm, I'm struggling with like stand bias i'm like stand, i have I, nico horner is my favorite cubs player right now besides chris just just because of who the guy is and the way that they speak about him so i want the kid to, to succeed but i'm i'm looking at this and of course his hair is fantastic now he does have he's, some sick the lettuce. Is going he's the got some, he's got some lettuce dude oh it's nice and you know when you have a kid that comes in he's got a lot to prove and like everyone forgets like david bodie's what david bodie's like five six he's 20 you know, nico was 23 barely yeah, yeah but he hit that in. he hit that grand slam <laughs> Bodie hit the grand slam. He hit that grand slam. Let's not knock Bodie. He's a good bench guy. Can I tell you guys a really quick funny story about that grand slam? So yes, we were I took my mother and my son to Lake Geneva that night, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm watching the Cubs game. It was an ESPN uh national game. Maybe it was a Wednesday or a Sunday, I forget. And uh the Cubs are getting crushed. Like, you know, ninth inning, I think down so down by what, three? And my I was I have a TV on and my mom's trying to sleep and my son's trying to go to sleep. I'm like, they're not going to win. Turn, hmm. I turn the freaking TV off. Bro. Oh, no. I went to sleep. I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning, and I'm seeing all these texts I got from people. I feel like I missed I feel like I like missed the World Series win. It was Heidi a, game. I, I was so – yeah, have you ever seen Fever Pitch when, like, you know, he, he like, went, to, uh, went on a date with Drew Barrymore and didn't look at his phone or didn't, didn't go to the game, whatever it was? I felt like that. I missed the freaking Grand Slam. I was so mad at myself because I'm the kind of guy that at Wrigley Field, I don't leave till the last out, period. Like, mm -hmm. it could be 13-2. to two, I don't leave until the final out. Same. But, but I was trying to be a good dad, a good son, turn the TV off. That's and I what you get that, for being a good dad and I a good son. I missed the epic <laughs> David Bodie walk-off Grand Slam. Now, in between, in between swing stuff, by the way, mm -hmm. that story, I want to know a little bit more about this experience. Now, Justin, because we haven't got to talk about this. Bucket list for me uh -huh. is something you've done twice. Because I'm, I, I love Uncle Harry. Oh yeah, Harry and Curry. you know, you get me talking. Hey everybody, you get Harry, Harry. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan Sandberg, catch a fly ball, slide hey, him safely into second. That's better than Ryan Dempsey's impersonation, man. That's really good. And so to hear you like do this. Out to the ball game. B96 radio personalities, Styles and Roman, Chicago. Let's sing it nice and loud so Harry can hear us. You ready? A one, a two, a three. Take me out to I don't know the song, so we won't go through the whole Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, go back to that clip. Real, I just need to confirm something real quick. Out to the ball game. B96 radio personalities, Styles and Roman. Chicago! Let's sing it nice and loud so Harry can hear us. You ready? A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the 
you see what you see? Yeah, no, I just needed to. So first question is, how fun was that party in the back? <laughs> That's <laughs> you would have you, you seen it. You would have seen it if we did this last week. No, two weeks ago. But I got a haircut because little top secret thing. I got some like Cubs commercial coming out on Marquee oh, Sports Network. That I mean, not like only me. Like it's me and a couple of like diehard fans. So I, I had this like TV thing I, I got for a commercial. So I, I wanted to kind of have like a, a fresh haircut. Otherwise, you would have seen the fro, bro. I let, all, <laughs> all pandemic, I let it grow. So I had like a fro going on. So yeah, that, as I look at that, watching that back, uh, I'm not proud of my hairstyle there. Um, <laughs> it's the experience. The experience. Like so, obviously, yes. you guys. It was you're working through PR. Probably your PR group uh, got you in touch. So, you got to throw out the first pitch and you got to sing like what how did that even like play the day out like that's okay. just so, that's like me dumping myself l- luckily enough i'm blessed enough to have a, have had a great job at b96 and us 99 i got to do a lot of really cool things none cooler than that though like i got to sing the seventh inning stress not once but twice right like that was unbelievable um the first and and the only thing that got me a little bit mad i'm not a jealous kind of guy but like because it's styles and roman dougie was standing like kind of closer to the camera so they covered me up a little bit here and there and you didn't play the whole thing but like we had a deal where he talked in the beginning and i get to talk at the end where it's like you know let's get some you get to say you got to say the the actual important thing yeah so um anyways but it was just i mean it was unbelievable to like to be singing, to being up there where Harry was, to sing that to the crowd, to watch the crowd looking back at you, like as you're leading it, it was a surreal thing, man. It was unbelievable. Uh, uh, throwing out the first pitch, I wish I had a better story, but let me tell you what happened. So um, I broke my arm back in 2003 playing baseball. Like so, I, I, I played baseball my entire life. In 03, I was in a men's league, and, I, and my, my humerus broke. It snapped. So I broke my arm, and so I gave up baseball, and I played softball um, for years and years and years. Well, throwing a softball is very different than throwing a baseball. Mm -hmm. So my dumbass didn't really play catch or anything before I got to throw out the first pitch. But I'm, like, kind of cocky where I'm like, I'm a baseball player. I got this, you know. So (laughs) they gave me the ball, and Dougie goes first. And Doug just kind of lobbed it in, and he made it. It was all good. Well, I'm like, no, no, no. I am a pitcher. I'm a left-handed stud pitcher. I am not going to lob this ball in. I'm going to throw this ball as hard as I can. So I wind up and I throw it. And wouldn't you know, I threw a freaking ball in the dirt. And you hear the whole crowd like moan, like, ah. But I'm like, I'll be damned if I'm going to lob this ball in. So I I, should have threw a bullpen session before I even got up there. And I'm really, really mad at myself because I, I, I did that one time. So I did not throw a strike. I threw it in the dirt. I mean, it was it was over the plate, but it was still – it was a ball. You didn't Fauci it, though. You didn't Fauci no, it. No, I, I didn't 50 Cent. Didn't I didn't Mariah Carey. That's, that's the but single I was, worst. I was so mad at myself. But, I mean, honestly, like that – I almost say like, like that was – well, no, no. The coolest part, though, I sang the, the stretch once. Then I threw out the pitch. The second time I threw out the seventh inning stretch was my favorite part, though, because um, I got to bring my dad up to the press box. Oh, that's so dope. So that was like, for me, I mean, you know, not to be super sad, but my dad passed away in 2017. So like to share those kind of memories with him and to actually like be in the press box with him. And, and that's something that he never dreamed he would ever get to do. So for him to be watching his son sing the seventh inning stretch at a Cubs game, that was just unbelievable, man. That was my favorite moment. No, that's dope. Between you and me, I think we, we both were blessed with having fathers that were the most optimistic and diehard Cub fans. Yes. Like, yes. ever. And I think that, that passes on. You become an optimistic person by trade just because Absolutely. it was always wait till next year. And the friendly yeah. confines always treat people with respect. That's just 
how and, they were raised. And let me say one thing to, to not keep this like on a sad tip is that, you know, my dad did pass away in 2017, but he literally saw the Cubs win the World Series in 2016. And I brought him to the World Series game three and game five. Like he saw game five, the only game they won, KB hit a big home run, Fids. I mean, like he was That's at perfect. Wrigley Field and he saw the Cubs win the World Series in 2016. So even though it's a very sad situation, I smile every every now and again, man, knowing that me and my dad were there and he got to see what a lot of people didn't see in their entire lifetime. So oh, that's, uh, yeah. that's dope, dude. Like my grandma's the reason why I love baseball as much as I do. And she was a diehard Cubs fan, go figure. Um, but she wasn't around to see the World Series, but it was cool just to go and write her name on the, yeah. the brick wall outside and like take pictures and stuff. Like stuff like that is really dope. And like that's one of the reasons why you'll never find me hating on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandma's the one she used to cut out the stats from the oh, paper cool. and send me the stats when I was like at camp or some shit. But, anyways, we can do that. I can go down that road all day. Um, back to swings. Okay, okay. So, yeah, sorry. We said with that. No, no, no. no, no. That's good story. I like story time. I love story time. I mean, Roman, we told you before the show, we have no structure. We we lie and we try to think we do, but we don't. I mean, I Um, pretend like I have notes here, but really it's just an Aloha Mr. Hand sticker. It's not really notes. It's it's not even a post-it. It's just a It's funny because we all, I have one too. (laughs) Well, you also have a very bright light right now. Yeah, dude, it's so bright. I'm trying to work on it. You look glorious like an angel. You look like you're an angel. Honestly. You look I like you just sang a note that we were ready for, the, and yeah, yeah, this is the lowest it goes. I can turn it off. Zo- no, that's, Zoe, well, now you we need can't to do see the makeup table. So, Zoe, what you need to do is when you like make a make a like a r- important uh, point is you turn it on. All like, right, you're in the dark, like and then you like, turn it on. Hey, hey. Now I feel like the cops are here. I actually, I actually moved where I was sitting because you were so bright. I'm like, damn, I look dark. I need to like, I need to move. Over. I moved over here. Where I have more light, dude. I just got this light. And it, it's definitely, it's nice. It makes yeah. things look a lot better, but it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the other swing yeah, yeah. That, that's got baseball Twitter, especially myself, very excited. We pull is that one up too. The young Mr. Andrew Vaughn on the South side. Now, uh, a couple of things, I guess we should, we could touch on this real quick. Jose Abreu reigning MVP, put some respect on that name. Jose Abreu. Uh, he's, he tested positive for COVID. He doesn't have any of the symptoms, um, but they can't let him at spring training. Obviously, uh, you know, for a guy like I feel terrible for Jose Abreu. The man is put in the work. He sat through some just absolute dog teams, and now he finally gets this team that is, like I said earlier, the best on paper and, like, a team that can really do something and he can't go to spring training. You know he wants to be there. These are his guys. Like, Robert's his boy. Moncada's his boy. Like, these are his guys. So, so are you at all worried about that? Because then that happened to Moncada uh, yes. last year, and he was not the same because of the, the virus. Right. So it, took, it took its toll, right? So, that's it's exactly the same thing. The only thing is I'm not worried is Jose Abreu doesn't party in Northwest Indiana nightclubs. Okay regularly so i think he'll heal up a little bit easier and you know um two kind of different lanes with those guys but that's another scary thing for the league that uh yoan mancata basically is just like i'm 100 feeling better i'm back i want to prove last year was hindered by this illness and i'm you know i mean the guy recorded his own banger he's, he's walking out to his own song this year oh wow oh yeah buddy oh yeah I mean, he wore a male romper in the video and all. Anyways, <laughs> so Jose Abreu can't come to spring training. So this is like prime 
opportunity for Andrew Vaughn. Like it was already the, we were under the impression that Andrew Vaughn was going to be a, one of the DHs this year for the White Sox, and he was going to get a lot of major league at-bats that way. I mean, his fielding, no one's really too worried about his fielding. They just want him to see MLB pitching, which that makes sense. But now that Abreu's out, this is his time to really show, like, I'm your guy, you know, down the road. But uh, White Sox put up a video of his swing. They said six for six. I don't know you know, what they were alluding to. Here it is on the screen if you're watching us live. Uh, he hit the six balls in batting practice? I, I mean, is that it? I thought he was, I, like, I I thought it was like something cool, like he went six for six with six home runs because that'd be <laughs> way cooler. But, K-Fids, why don't you break down what you're seeing here for the people? Well, for, uh, for, for, for Zoe to understand, six for six doesn't necessarily mean leaving the yard. Six for six means six very good swings on a baseball. Look at that plane. Look at that plane. So, Let's let's talk about this first. And this is something actually I, I like. This this is one again. This is a this is a, a a player that was drafted because he was considered to be as close to major league ready as any college hitter in baseball. And he was he was the guy. Uh, was it Cal? Cal? Yep. UCLA. Cal? Coming out of Cal. Uh, or, or, or Cal. UCLA Cal. or Cal? Cal. He's a Cal. bear. Yeah, up, yep. up in Berkeley, right? And so he uh he was he was again just like Chris, just like um you look at like a, like a Schwarber um or, or even a, a Nick Nick Magical, right? Um that were mature college guys. And so when you look at this swing, again, Nico does a lot of this. Nico made a lot of these changes too. And a lot of this, I think has to do with the driveline movement that's coming. Um, you know, it's, it's not just about launch angle. It's not just about exit velocity. I know that there's some white Sox fans, King Mac. I know that he, he's going to hate me for this. That That is, is, is anti all this launch angle and exit velocity BS. And it's just a different lingo, but there is some really good stuff in this, uh, when you look at what they're trying to do, um, you're trying to let an athlete be an athlete. And I think sometimes we get we get stuck on this, put the ball in play, put the ball in play, put the ball in play. It's not about putting the ball in the play. It's it's letting these guys figure out how to f- understand their body while reacting. And you don't want to, you don't, again, with a young hitter or any hitter, you don't need them thinking any more than they have to at the ball, at the plate, because they have to A, recognize pitches. They also have to adjust their swing. Chris, big thing for Chris, for example, this offseason, I'm sorry to bring it up, but he was working middle of the way, but he's trying to find the swing plane that works best for his body type and his swing on those pitches. So he has worked ad nauseum in one location to get a feel for his body on how he responds to that pitch location and that pitch, the spin rate and everything that's coming, and they make that adjustment. So you look at a guy like Vaughn, you want them to look at, you don't want them to look at the results either. You want them to look at how it felt. How did, was it consistent with what you've been now training over months and months and months? Again, it's, it's every day in the cage to figure out what that swing feels like. So when you look at this bat plane, Hey, look at the load. He's a lift and drop guy. So he's going to, he's going to pull back a little bit. He's coming on cold right here. He's loaded. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of where his bat is currently as he's getting the load, but I think he's going to get to the right spot. See, okay. Now he's, he's not ready yet. He's not wrapped. He's in a perfect spot. He's about to bring his hands through, but look at, look at his front foot. It's not about, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, if you hear a coach say, get that front foot down, get that front foot. Down, that is a cliche thing that most guys that are giving hitting instruction at a cage that are taking your money, just like to use as like the, the, the cat call or the go-to mm-hmm. it's actually not what you want. You want a guy to get their hands and their core through the system and through the zone and, and make solid contact. So he's loaded here. And then his front foot's down. Look where his hands are though. And look at his hips. Now watch why his hips open. From where he's at, his hands are loaded. His 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 uh, left elbow is almost almost fully extended. He's got a little bend, but his hands are there. He's about to bring through. 
And then now look where his body goes. And look at I, I want to actually go back Damn, if I can. When you slow it down like that, that's look at, look at his hips. Look yeah. at his hips. Look where he's at. Now the baseball is still way out in front. We're not even in the screen with the baseball yet, but his hips are flying hard. And that's a big dude with big quads, big core, big big belly, and strong hands too. But he's not there yet. He's bringing his bat. Now, again, people always assume, what is launch angle? Well, you have to – Ted Williams taught this even in Ted Williams, you know, his book back, whatever, 1960 or whatever. Um, a baseball is coming at a different angle. It's not coming straight at you. They're not throwing flat ground. It's not a flat ground pitch. So a perfectly balanced swing is actually a flawed swing. You've got to match the downward angle of a pitch – with your upward angle of the barrel. So he's trying to basically get his hands to the baseball in a position that's going to square up the baseball in the perfect angle with that ball coming down. He's, I think it's what we want, like 15, 16 degree. And then look at where he's at now. Like, nice. God, like his finish is, is glorious too, but I want to get, I want I'm trying to get it to the, but his, his, his uh, watch the whole, it almost looks like he's swinging like a, like a light, like a lightsaber. Watch how it's just vroom. And obviously, the sounds a little. You don't hear the sound. I can hear the sound, which is like. I'm no, you do really good with the sound effect. Keep making it. I'm getting blood. Now look at him. Look, <laughs> you can draw a stake from his left shoulder all the way down through his front foot. Anybody that says squish the bug, and you're teaching your, and you have a kid, if your kid is being told to squish the bug, I would grab your kid. I would grab their stuff. I would put their stuff in a bag. I would put it over my shoulder, and I would walk out of the batting cage because nobody squishes the bug. That's not a thing. That's an old school, again, it's a cadence thing. It's not real. We don't squish the bug. We let our bodies do the talking. And if your foot, look at where his foot is. Is he squishing a bug there? No. A little he's bug. on a tippy toe. He could actually be a ballerina right now. <laughs> so he's there. His hands are extended. He's getting good, hard launch angle contact. And again, and look at the finish. It's the finish that I love most. He doesn't stop. Okay, Tiger Woods doesn't finish his swing halfway. He finishes, and you're going to watch this finish. Just God. Yeah. Look where he's at. Boom. Look at where he's look where his hands are at. Everything is finished. Everything he didn't waste a single thing. And now, of course, that's the hard part about a guy like him. Now you got to stop, get out of the box if it's in the gap, and try and get the second base. But Fizz, so, I gotta tell you, man, I'm super impressed with your swing breakdown here. But I have, I have a beef with you. Why uh -oh. didn't you give this to me when I was playing in high school? As a teammate? Like, I didn't know this you, either. Like why couldn't you tell me these things? I could have been a better hitter in high school. Hey, back when we were in high school, they thought running pitchers was what you're supposed to do. We're not supposed to run at all. In fact, pitchers are – you want a pitcher to add some beef? What are you making them run distances for? Oh, my god! 15, 20-yard sprints, long oh. toss. This is the big thing, cups. I know they talk about young ball players. Cups and uh, what is it? The uh, the restrict the blood restriction, uh, BFR, B BFR, blood flow restriction, I think it is. You actually wear cuffs. And it, it restricts the blood flow oh, while you're doing cuffs. the work. I thought you were saying I cuffs. Saying cups. Oh no, yeah, cups too. No, 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 cups too. Cups. The things that that's, that looks like ringworm. It's it's hot hot cups. They no. Oh. I thought you were talking about like jockstrap cups. Yeah. I thought oh you no, were no, no, not those. Wall no, no, protectors. No. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> this is a terrifying trend. By the way, most players that are coming up that are young don't wear cups anymore, man. I guess hey, I, I, and we can't do cup checks as coaches because we'll get sued. That's creepy as hell. So I'm finally playing uh, baseball again. I'm playing uh, summer league and, and fall ball again for, for about two years. I, I do not go on that field without a cup, but some of the guys don't wear cups. I think they're crazy. But I'll tell you really fast, when I was pitching in our Lake Park days, I had somebody hit a ball straight back at me on the mound, and it hit me literally square in the cup. And Ooh. if I didn't have that thing on – my son Tristan wouldn't be here in 2021. So where hey, I'm, I am team cup all day, every day. Ooh, I, Mr. Hammer, <laughs> Mr. Hammer, so I know Lucas Giolito is a huge advocate of the, the, the cupping therapy the cupping thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now, now, Justin, you remember this in high school. Now we can't do this today. I oh, got, if we tried this today, I remember Hillner. I don't know. I don't, I don't You might've been down in the pen too. Cause I mean, you were or, or at the corner, but I remember doing Saturday morning practice with Sloyer's dirty ass, stinky hangover breath. <laughs> and with, and this is done too, I guess, but we did this actually, it wasn't Sloyer. It was more Hillner and uh, who was it? Who was coach Hill? Was it, uh, I remember Hillner. He, Hillner, and then we had the guy that was real estate, the real estate. Oh God, I forgot his name. Uh, he got mad at Pat Lockman. He's the one that chased Pat Lockman when he shot the BB gun, and we had to. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, anyway, uh, I remember Hillner. We we go to practice, and I remember a Saturday morning practice where none of us wore cups. We wore the cups on the outside of our shorts just I to go feel, take any out, get mass bongos, <laughs> and we threw them off to the side. And I'm like, I, I thought about that even a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, if I tried that today, oh, fired. Listen, there are a lot of things that Hillner did that if you try it today. I mean, listen, I got I got recognized, not, not to like humble brag here, but I got recognized back uh, a couple years ago as um, our, our high school uh, distinguished alumni. And because of all the things I've done in media and, and mm. charity events and everything. So uh, they asked me to pick one teacher that made a difference in my life. And I actually chose Coach Hilner because Hilner, he, listen, I love the guy. He was great to me, gave me a chance mm -hmm. to pitch. And he was, I thought he, he loved our team. He loved that field. He did. Um, but the, some of his, some of his techniques in 19, you know, when me and Kevin were playing ball, like you could not do that today. And I, I, I want to say a lot of that stuff you couldn't do because, uh, but I, I'm a fan of the old school, like not just uh, coaching. I'm an old school parent. My son does not play iPads or video games, period. I mean, like I'm an old school dude and I'm trying to give those old school values to my, to my son. So I love the old school coaching mentalities, but yeah, Fitz, I would not recommend some of those techniques because I, I want you to make money and, uh, and, and be employed. Well, it's that meld too. You say the old school to the new school. I think that's a hard transition for a lot of people that are struggling with that transition where you can actually align the old school and the new school and it, and it does work. And that's where, you know, we talk about like Gen X and millennials, right? Well, right. I think we have, I think our generation is what we call X annuals, which is like a sub generation of seven years from like 77 to 85. Well, we're not either of those. And I think with coaching, it's the same thing. I think my generation of coaches that have come through now, I'm a tech nerd. I, I you know, and I, I, I've, I've coached with, you know, the, the, the best coach in the history of the state of Nevada, the all time winningest coach in Nevada history. That's, that's my mentor. That's my guy. And he is an eye test guy all the way through, but he's not closed off. But then you talk about launch angle and you talk ex velo. He's going to, he's going to stab you in the head. And I love it because it, it, it bridges what I like too, which is the numbers. I do like to see, I'm the first coach in Southern Nevada history. I think to use full on major league shifts in high school games. Now I didn't use it based on spray charts. I used it based on pitch location with starters that I, or, you know, guys in the bump that I trusted. We're, we had two shifts on each way. We had a Ichiro and a um, Ichiro and a Barry Bonds, which is a, 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 a shallow shift for a guy that's fast or a deeper shift for like a, for a guy that hits the ball hard. And we had Kingman and Ricky Henderson, Henderson, obviously for this, the small ball guy. And then Kingman for the guy that was a big bopper. And we would all, obviously it was pitch location. If we were shifting on Kingman, you were going to throw a ball under the hands. Every single time they're going to hit into the shift. I, obviously my coaching buddies thought I was crazy. I was doing it against the best team in the country. Gorman at the time, they were unbeatable. They were, they had four division one guys in their first four spots in the lineup. You had to like, you had to, you had to get something. You had to figure out a way to get around them and it worked, but that's an old school. And obviously I was doing it based on college. Colleges were starting to move towards that. It was a trend. It's now pushed back because people are going to ban it, but it's, it's, it's a, a idea of melding the old and the new school. White Sox fans can also attest to this. Uh, the White Sox themselves with their players and everything, it's real new school, but you're bringing in a coach like Tony La Russa yeah. that is old school. Tony La Russa doesn't take PFPs lightly. You're going to go out there and you're going to do your pitcher fielding practice 100% perfect every time because he wants to trust you. But so hold he's on, old hold enough on. to let you be you. 
Which school wants Adam Eaton to bat second? <laughs> that is the analytic school. That's actually more new school than old school. Old school, the eye test from LaRusa, if he's going old school, it's going to be Lou Bob in the two hole. Right. Uh, I would probably put Mankata there, but that was the other piece of news from the White Sox spring training this week. Uh, an interview with Tony LaRusa where he said he'd probably have Adam Eaton bat in second, and people got really pissed off because – it's the first week of spring training and it's a perfect time to get pissed off about lineups. The video footage as, of one pitch that you saw in four at bats. <laughs> he as, swung and missed. He sucks. As exciting as the White Sox are this year, I think they're very interesting as well because a couple storylines of Tony La Russa, how, how will he, you know, gel with this team and Adam Eaton. I mean, he left on bad terms and there's been kind of yep. a, a stigma about Adam Eaton as, as a teammate. So I think that, <laughs> that's a good picture. <laughs> So I think that you know, as as good as the White Sox are on paper, there are a couple interesting storylines as well to see how they how they develop Larusa mm-hmm. and Eaton. Yeah, uh, I mean, what the White Sox did really well was they surrounded Larusa with a great cast, a great supporting cast. The, um, I mean, they have some guys on there that basically their job is to translate technology and analytics to La Russa, mm-hmm. which is great. Cause I mean, he could only be better with an understanding of this stuff. If someone could put it into his language and you're right, Alex, he didn't specifically say Eaton would bet second. He said, Robert needs to earn his way up that the, up the lineup basically. But he also said that although you're muted for some reason, I said that that's what every that's what every White Sox fan who saw that video right like inferred it's like ah here we go Adam Eaton's going to be the number two hitter and I mean there's just a whole section of White Sox Twitter that Tony Russo could come out and win his first thirty games and they'd still be salty about something right they just didn't like to hire and you know I personally I I thought they should have went in a different direction but I've also said on the show he's here now he's the manager now and I just want this team to win so let's let's get past that you know whatever and let's get going and so yeah no i mean i wanted someone else obviously obviously i'm not a uh a white Sox fan but i I mean would you want robert betting second see maybe i'm more old school but like that dude with all that power i don't put him second just on the cubs tip i hate them betting kb second I, I, I hated it. I hated, you know, the thoughts of Schwarber or Rizzo batting leadoff. I, I guess I'm more old school where I want right. Bryant, uh, Rizzo, and Baez, three, four, five. I want I would want Robert, maybe, uh, Don, you know, uh, Abreu, Robert, Jimenez, you know, three, four, five, or wh- whatever that is. If you got mm-hmm. that power, I'm old school enough to think that I, I don't want to waste him in the two-hole. I want my lineup, yeah. Lineups are such a such a tricky thing, too. Like, so, like, right. you like you like the old school thought. And so you like – you have like a thing, and I, again, we talk about the lefty righty, lefty righty, lefty righty, lefty righty bull crap that that, that be, sometimes people become almost like yeah. addicted to. The idea of a lineup is such a fluid thing. Like you're not wrong, Zoe. You're not oh, wrong. Yeah. Doesn't you're not you know, Aldo could throw out a lineup. Now I would be wrong because I'd probably put two left fielders and three you know catchers like an <laughs> idiot. Like I tried to do a couple weeks ago without like, looking at the list. It was terrible. It was horrible. Couple of the agents. Again, this is why I draw out. So when I do a lineup, guys, by the way, this is this is because I'm an, an idiot. Um, I actually have to draw the field out and I actually write the names in the position. Then I go and I use the checklist 
as I'm writing the lineup and I, I go across. This is what I do when I'm not teaching, when I'm teaching is it's a it's it's like what we did basically when we were students we we're literally like doodling and drawing out our own favorite lineups when i don't know if you guys did that when you guys were in school but i wrote like 85 lineups a day on this game is what days. i'm talking about this is i agree with Yumper here and that's why i in all every socks lineup i've made versus lefties versus right whatever i have mancata bat in second that's why we led chris off his senior year more at bats you just want your best guys to get the most opportunities because with the guys that they have uh, bigger boppers like guys that hit the long ball that could, you know, the more opportunities they get, the more chances, even a one run, even home runs are rally killers all the way across the board. But if you can get a solo jack and snake, snake a run here and there, because a guy has an extra at bat over the course of 162 games, you really want to optimize that. But it's also a desperation move if you don't have a strong balanced lineup. And I think the White Sox do. I think the Cubs actually do too. So I don't think you have to go crazy. And I think that Chris is probably going to hit second this year, but preferably, preferably in a perfect world, you'd have Hap leading off. You'd have, a two hole guy, like a Horner that's doing it and getting hitting a daily double. And then you got the, you go Bryant Rizzo bias. I think bias is perfect in the five hole and you got Hayward in the six and then just, you take it on down the line. And I think about Contreras. Contreras is up I mean, that it's it, making the Cubs lineup is actually pretty difficult to do mm-hmm. with that center portion of that, that chunk of the lineup, that middle portion is actually very difficult to choose. Pick your poison. That's actually really a good problem to have. And, and, and the White Sox have an even harder Little Yumper, problem. I want to say really fast, he, he uh, commented daily double. I grew up, my favorite player of all time is Ryan Sandberg. Bob so Dernier. Bob Dernier and Ryan Sandberg were the daily double. Like that, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's what you intended on writing uh, about. That was okay, me. He did, cool. So yeah, so that was my, I mean, Sandberg's my guy. He's the GOAT as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, the daily double was awesome. Dernier Rhino just needs to really like take a deep breath and let Chris take number 23 back because he really wants number 23. 17's really? not his number. No, he's been KB23 since he was like... He's a but but bad 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 beat. You got pulled in Chicago, where number twenty three is yeah. legitimately a Hall of Fame number. Yeah. Kevin, how much money on his extension would he give up to get the number twenty three? I bet you, if you asked him, <laughs> I bet you he would donate to Ryan Sandberg's favorite charity a huge chunk to get that two three back. Can't do it. Can't do I it. have to ask this. I know this is a baseball show. Proud he also returned punts. Proud of Boy, you guys never. for not asking us any Bears questions this week. We told Roman that there was going to be, and you guys. I don't know. I don't think we made it to Facebook. But anyways, Roman, you Deshaun Watson. You are what's your official title with the Bulls? Uh, entertainment host. Entertainment host. So Bulls seem like I'm a big Bulls. I mean, like I said, I love the Bulls. Yeah, well, I would hope so. Otherwise, your job, <laughs> your job would suck. <laughs> job well, just be, before I ever got hired, my favorite. Yeah. I'm, I'm a diehard Cubs fan, like psycho Cubs fan. My next favorite team are, are the Bulls. I love basketball. I love the Bulls. Right. Like, I grew up in the Jordan era. How could you not love the Bulls, right? So, so you know where we the, were at, by the way, when, on the the, the left hand switch layup against the Lakers. Do you remember where we were at when that happened? We were in Niles. Playing the Niles Renegades. Where are we? In in that one of those 120 game summer seasons that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I remember riding back in Peacock's uh in Jets um his mom's van that had the TV, and I was pissed off that they didn't have an antenna. So oh we had to wait till we gosh. got home because it was VHS. But that's that was crazy. we were playing the Niles Renegades. That's Thanks, awesome. Steve Bartman. That's where you were a coach too, I guess. Oh, that's right, right, right. But well, I remember I just remember that that was that day was that was changed everything with basketball. It seems like the Bulls are kind of turning a quarter. Like it's actually fun to watch Bulls games again, like on TV. Absolutely. It's always yeah. fun in person because they have a great entertainment director. But yeah. it's yeah, yeah they uh, <laughs> on TV. Um, actually, I mean, all 
Joey Bulls always put on a good show, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to brag because yeah. this is not this is not me, but my my boss Michelle, she is like the best at her job. The Bulls have consistently been voted best it's, entertainment in the NBA. Yeah. Like, like that is a, a fact, and it's not me. That's like the entertainment as a whole. But like, um, but yeah, you're not wrong by saying that. She she's amazing, and our, our entire entertainment team is amazing. I cannot wait to get us back together when fans can kind of come back in the stadium because right now we're just like watching TV, you know, watching it on TV because <laughs> there's no fans. But eventually. Right to get back with that family. They're, they really are truly an all-star family. I'm pretty sure the Bulls were the first ones in the 90s to start with that big opening lineup, like lights out, and now, yeah. like everything like that. But yeah. How many times did, we, did you play Did you play Medina in basketball at all where we got to do the light show? We always did the light show at Medina with not. all like with Frank and no. all those. Oh, God. Yeah. I By the way, not. Dad says hi. Pastor Mike says hello. Tell said hello. Pastor Mike says hi, and he says that uh, he hopes you remember the banana boat. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> my question yes. to you about the Bulls yes. with them turning the corner, and I saw the jersey over your yeah, arm over there. Autograph Zach Levine jersey, All Star Zach Levine. <laughs> That's our uh, All Star Zach Levine. I mean, is there a vibe just in the building? Like we're getting closer to. I don't want to say the rebuilds over. That rebuilds far from over for the Bulls, but like. Does it feel like they kind of have good bones now, like something they can build around? Like- Absolutely. I think that happened uh, in the offseason when they got uh, AKA as their, as their president of basketball operations, and they got mm-hmm. Billy Donovan as head coach. I mean, that's something that's like you change your entire front office in a matter of one offseason. And, oh, by the way, had a phenomenal draft. Patrick Williams is a freaking stud, man. That, that kid – the paw. I mean, he's yep. 19 years old doing these things. I, I mean, listen, it, was he the best guy in the draft? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd say he's top two or three. Look at how he's playing, you know? Uh, I think uh, Kobe White, obviously, is, is a lot of potential. I That's think that you're, I think you're deep in the rebuild. I don't think it's over, but you're deep in the rebuild right now because <laughs> Zach Levine should have been an all-star last year. That was a travesty, especially being in Chicago. Um, he should have been an all-star last year. Right. But that was garbage. Garbage. But he finally is an all-star now, and we, we've known it for a while. The guy's a superstar, man. He is an offensive machine. And, if, and anybody listening to this right now, if you're not watching the Bulls right now, you're missing out because they are a really, really fun, young, good team. They're currently the sixth seed in the East. I mean, we're not talking playoffs. We're talking about how high can they go. And I think the future is very, very bright for the Chicago Bulls. And uh, they're, they're, they're a likable, young, fun team. They really are. And speaking of towards the end of the rebuild, I don't know, maybe a veteran big man who's played with Zach Levine yeah. might help out a little bit. Uh, as Jumper points out here, that's the new hot rumor is uh, – yeah cat coming to the bull and you mentioned it earlier and it's it's weird because of the whole gar packs era but like not with ak in charge like when someone says you know what if they went out and got carl anthony towns like it's not like that'll never happen it's like oh right. shit ak could probably pull that off you yeah. know i think that all the old stigmas about no one wants to come to chicago i think you got to throw those out the door because mm-hmm. you have a brand new regime a brand new front office and um, yeah, I think sky's the limit, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have any inside information. They don't tell me anything right. about trades, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Uh, here, here's what I told my buddies because my buddies were kind of ragging on the Bulls in the offseason. I'm like, here's the deal: like, you have to give AK and this new regime a chance, right? You cannot blame Boylan and Garpax on this new regime. So I'm going to trust what they do. For me, all along, I thought this year was going to be like, let's see what we have. 
and then let them make their trades or sign who they want to sign. And then for me, next year was going to be like, this is this is their handprint all over things. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit uh, pleasantly surprised at how mm-hmm. well they are playing this year because even some of the games they lost, they easily could have won. Yes. Or like a bounce goes there or there and we win that game. So it's not like they're the sixth seed barely. Like they they probably could have been higher than that with a couple of bounces going their way. So I'm very, very excited about this team. I trust in the new front office and the new regime. Let's see what they can do. But yeah, the old days of, oh, no one's coming to Chicago. I don't buy that at all. Let, let's see what happens. I agree. And you're totally right because me and my wallet both pay attention to how the Bulls have been struggling to close out games. Yeah, Damn it. Points yeah, bet, Pinwheel. Points bet. Promo code <laughs> Tin Wheels. Uh, I got to cover these bets somehow. Come on, guys. Uh, no, but it's great. I mean, I'm pumped for you and like everybody else that's with the Bulls organization because it's only going to get. I, I really feel with Billy Donovan and AK, it's only going to get better. Okay. And, you know, hopefully the world can heal soon. We're starting to see people get Madison Square Garden, let people back in. Uh, this week and other places are they the athletic ran a story that it looks like outdoor sports in Chicago are going to start letting people back in, yeah. which they got if the White Sox had the best team they haven't had in forever and I know. yeah and I but it was see- like last year the Cubs and the White Sox were both like winning uh, leading their divisions and it was like we could dream about a World Series Cubs versus White Sox in a pandemic year where no one could go to it like how right. how Chicago would that have been last year right right uh, I don't know about opening day. I don't think opening day is on the table. I'm but a season I, ticket holder for the Cubs, and I was told that um, – I mean, notice they're following the city guidelines very, very right. closely, obviously. But, I mean, I was told that um, the, early, the, 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 the earliest they would do anything is at like 25%. But, again, they're just literally following the city guidelines. So yeah. um, my gut tells me there won't be any fans allowed on opening day, but I could be totally wrong. Right. They're going to start loosening up and more people vaccine. We're seeing the number go down and all that fun stuff. But uh, no, the Sox, I'm talking about the city of Chicago. I'm not talking about the White Sox. Don't start yelling at me. Go read the, <laughs> go read the athletic. Uh, get past yeah. the paywall. Um, yeah, get past the paywall. Have friends screenshot it for you. Yep. It's on the athletic. They're talking about the city of Chicago officials saying that they're probably going to be letting outdoor sports back in. Like uh, Roman said, a limited capacity. And what are you talking about, Mr. Hand? Even if they let five percent in, Mr. Hand's still going to get in. You guys are. By the way, I'm going to say this right now. Like Chicago, you're. You know, a lot of people might think doom and gloom. You guys are like three percent, whatever that that seven day, whatever the 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 big number that they're looking at. We're at nine percent here in in Vegas, in Nevada, which we're celebrating. We were like eighteen percent. Like it's like oh, the Golden Knights are about to have fans now. They're going to have like thirty percent or whatever. You guys in Chicago, Chicago's kicked ass in this whole pandemic. I'm sorry. Like New York was kind of a shit show. LA is, I mean, come on. But the other major city in this in this whole thing, as much as you guys like to make fun of Lightfoot and all that stuff, I mean, they, they, they've not done everything right, let's be honest. But Chicago's killed it, man. No listen, pun. I, I, listen, also, no I, pun intended yeah, on that one either. I am not trying to do a great job. I'm not trying to do a at all, but I am not a Lori Lightfoot or a JB fan, to be honest. And you don't have I mean, to be, but. Yeah. But you guys have killed it. I mean, you guys are at three percent. Well, well, you guys have done a fantastic job. Well, hold on a second. So okay, I wasn't just we, talking about that floor. We've, we've quote unquote killed radius. it, but they've also killed small businesses and restaurants True. in this city beyond yeah. belief. Like mm. mom and pop spots are never going to open back up, and I'm also no. life savings because, yeah. like, okay, I flew to, to Tampa. My girl's best friend got married a couple weekends ago. I'm on a United flight that's packed, right? But yet. 
restaurants and bars can't be at 25% in Chicago. Like, oh. it, it, it makes no sense of like what they're – like Costco was slammed on Friday when I went yeah. with my girl to buy stuff at Costco. But like restaurants can't be like, – there's a lot of weird right. – like this is okay, but this is not okay. Um, that's what I'm not okay with. But, but it's you, good to see that they're going to come back to like some sports now. Yeah. Like they're going to open it up and like here in yeah. Vegas – here in I, Vegas, we're I at. Agree, Maddie. We're getting weird. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and and just to know, like here in Vegas, we're at we're at, we're moving up to fifty percent or whatever, like in a little bit, which is great. But Vegas sucks with that too. Arizona, Aldo, can't wait to go visit. Excited, Kevin. Just say, just say Chicago's killing it more. Uh. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I really just need to just eliminate that from the vernacular. Uh, Chicago's murdering it right now. Oh, come on. So, free training. Away. I'm gonna sneak into the stadium. I was gonna say, are uh, you two, are either of you in the Southwest going to be going on any spring training well, activities? You, you live there, right? But I'm gonna. I, I'm, I used to like going to spring training before, like I moved down here because I would like come, uh, like, like for the. I came down here like from like 20, like 17, 18. I came back to back spring trainings. It's like it was cool going to the spring training games, um, but I don't know. Ever since. Ever since uh, Cubs like stopped spending money, I've been pretty hardcore on. Uh, I'm not spending money on the Cubs. <laughs> so, so the guy that takes his his geographic location for uh, granted, uh, I will also say that oh, this way, is the first spring. Oh yeah, go for it. Oh no, I was gonna say, and the other thing is, you know, we all have the idea like all oh, spring training's fun, and the new stadium, uh, Sloan Park, amazing, just amazing complex that the Cubs have. Spring training tickets are expensive, though. Like, I'm not paying, like, no you guys pay for tickets. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I, I don't have the hookup. Kevin. Sorry about that. I don't have the hookup. I, I will say, spring training is so different now than it was when we were kids, Kevin. Because uh, mm -hmm. my family, my mom never flew, so we drove every single year to spring Over training. Arizona. Arizona, yeah, Mesa, Arizona, Ho Ho Camp Park back in the day, mm -hmm. and it was that. just so different. It was super. It was way more affordable, and the players were so much more accessible. Uh, there's there's actually pictures of me and my dad and my sister, and my mom waiting for Andre Dawson, like, like and, and getting his autograph. You know, Sandberg, like it was it was Go a different it. experience. It was very very accessible and a lot cheaper back in those days. Now I have looked into like you know trips down there. Tickets yeah. are very very expensive. Mm -hmm. Even they give us season ticket holders like a presale. It's still freaking like Wrigley Field prices. I mean, it's crazy. So uh, spring training is very different now than it was back when we were kids. I'm going to jump out of here too and say this. This is the first spring since maybe I was like two that I don't have baseball or I'm not coaching. Again, because the shutdown and everything are, you know, I'm, and I'm not like, again, there's the whole thing. Yeah. I don't actually have a responsibility this spring. So I have the whole month of March and, it, and, and we're getting the band back together. It sounds like, uh, it looks like the old KB coaching staff is going to all come together and we're going to go take a, we're gonna we're choosing a weekend in March. We're gonna go hit. We're gonna go hit Arizona. So Aldo awesome. will be your way. But we're gonna go. It's it's a five hour drive from Vegas. It's not that so, big a deal. I was but. just pictured spring training like you go and it's like seeing a concert where you just sit in the grass in the outfield. You bring your own cooler and shit. Like they charge you like fifty bucks to do that. Well, no. If you're smart, if you can, if you're really smart, you go to the practice facilities and you kind of like find a little wedge and you can watch the dudes working in the cage, working on like again. I'm being my serious. Favorite. Oh. Now, no, no, besides breaking the law, how much are like spring training tickets? You know, like, no, yeah. So somebody uh, asked that too. Like, if you go to Stone 50? Park, if it's a premium game, like let's say the Cubs are playing the Sox on like on a Friday afternoon, like a Saturday, or they're playing the Dodgers or something, like for a lawn seat, it's like thirty bucks is the cheapest. And that's like you get them early. <laughs> See how much you pay in the bleachers. Can you bring <laughs> your own booze? Discount. No, so you cannot bring your own booze. Why do what? I see? I Aldo, see rookie, 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 rookie. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yes, I don't do that. Your own what booze. I do. 
I just drive a little extra to Goodyear, uh, go when the Cubs play like uh, Cleveland or Cincinnati, oh, yeah. and like sit behind home plate for like ten bucks. That's right. what I do. Because yeah. no, yeah, yeah. I mean, Smart. Slow Park is nice. It's you do it like far. once, but it's like. All right. I'm not gonna... I, I see all these pe- pictures of people at spring training. They all got like coolers and shit. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, making so stuff up, which is very possible. I'm so kind the of rules, the bag, but like the rules are loose. Like I don't um, think it's like you can't bring booze into Dodger Stadium for a playoff game, yet somehow people find a way to get it in. You're not supposed to smuggle in booze to a Bears Denver Broncos game, yet somehow I smuggled in an entire bottle of Jaeger. For that one, when Tebow nice. beat the Bears and 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 Marion Barber forgot to run out of bounds twice, bastard! Jesus. Oh my God, that was worse. But I made friends with the entire section. I literally shared the entire bottle of Jaeger with people before. Of, of course, I was worried about herpes, but not COVID. So right. the the best part is with spring training, though, is you can get in there. Like again, there's like wait, wedges. So, wait, hold on. So what was your over under for him mentioning herpes? Was it uh, uh, an hour oh. twenty or? <laughs> that was like twelve minutes. You're making some sort of like. But STD. I do want on the record that we are at the one hour and twenty minute mark, minus intros and all that other stuff. And I have yet to bring up that. Tony LaRusso said Nick Madrigal looks like an artist. There it is, though. You just brought it up. I know. I had an hour in my head, so I'm, I'm way no. on the over right now. Very he said good. he looked like an artist. What's the, up? The spring training tickets, though, they, I saw the squares <laughs> painted out in right field, too, like on the grass. The difference with spring training is it used to be so much more. You could get in for a casual. You can watch a casual workout. And I, like I'll be honest, because I'm not coaching right now, I would rather actually watch and sit in the bleachers to watch the Cubs do PFPs than I would actually to watch a game. I like to watch. For me, practice is my favorite thing as a coach. Like, it's my favorite thing to watch the kids work, to hit You're out. You're weird. You're weird. Because <laughs> I would when not you're not forcing people to run that's, sprints. That's coach speak. That's coach speak. No, but when yeah, you're not forcing people that's to a run. Coach. You're a coach. The rest of us would rather watch a game than uh, drills. Yeah, I know. I know. But but watching, like, I know the footage that came out, like, uh, was it like Monday or like earlier this week or maybe last week? And I, I can't remember who it was on the bump for the Cubs. And I, they did the. They did you me with the shortstop. It was just a, it was for me. It's just so subtle. I'm like, you see him do this, and I, not everybody did that when I got on the bump doing the PFP. Is they're going you me? That's the communication with the shortstop that a kid that's fresh out of college or like a baby does. When you're in the pros, like when you've been there long enough, I guarantee you, Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell doesn't look at Javi and go you me, buddy, you me. He's like, you better be there, bitch, or you're gonna lose money. And so like, but the younger guys are like again a Burl Caraway. I think it was probably it might have been Burl, who's again my third favorite Cub right now. <laughs> Oh, I want, want Burl Caraway on the show. So you ever go to spring training? You're like, come on, Zo, hurry up! We got to go watch pitchers fielding drills. I'm going to tell you. Look, bring a flask. This is just an example of how much like tickets are. So the first Cubs game is on Monday. They're playing the Padres. Uh, it's in Peoria, mm-hmm. so it's at the Padres like spring training facility at oh, a you might Peoria, Illinois. I was like, wait, no, what? No, no. <laughs> at the unnamed uh, too. at one of the two major uh, you know ticket places. Lowest price, 30 bucks. And that's at the away team's facility. Yeah. Now, a mm-hmm. home game is more than that, I promise you. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's like lowest. T- like, all right. Seattle Mariners at Cubs Wednesday. 45 bucks. Cheapest. Exactly. Thing. <laughs> wow. Wait, who's – wait. Say that team's – who's playing? The Mariners. The Mariners what? versus the Cubs at Sloan Park. I mean, the Mariners got like a really cool young outfield that I'd want to see, but forty-five bucks for a spring training game? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. They 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 charge. That is. It's like you're going to a regular season game. I'm a season ticket holder for Wrigley Field, right? The prices are insane. I'm. I mean, I'm not. 
I'm not trying to bash them because make your money if you can because stupid guys like me will pay it. But, like, literally they're insane. You go to Milwaukee. I took my girl to Milwaukee um, when fans were allowed, obviously. And, I mean, I'm spending, like, an eighth of what I'm spending for her and I to sit in freaking bomb-ass seats and, mm-hmm. like, you know, food, drink, everything compared to, like, my one ticket at Wrigley. Like, it's it's insane. Like, if it's yeah, it's crazy. And, no, again, I'm- these these are, like, weekday prices. I'm, I just looked at the Friday game. It's also at Sloan Park in Mesa. It's right. – uh, Cleveland Cubs Friday afternoon, sixty bucks cheapest ticket. <laughs> Cleveland doesn't even have all spring training schedulers. By the way, why would you not have a Cubs White Sox game on the weekend? Every one of them are like a Tuesday, like it's like a Tuesday, like at one thirty p.m. Like who's gonna go? I mean, people will go, but people will come. Right, but that's people why. That's why but, they do it. They could do it during the week, knowing it'll be a big draw no matter what. And they oh God, here, Angels Cubs, Sunday, March 14th, Sloan Park. Cheapest ticket right now, $99. Mike Trout. So <laughs> I would the pay chance that. that you maybe see Mike Trout. Maybe, right. maybe Mike Trout yeah, doesn't travel. I would pay that. Let my girlfriend stay in the car while she can watch Real Housewives <laughs> on her phone. And I would go in and come back out. She can drink in the car. It's fine. Wow, hundred bucks to watch spring training. Yeah, and like said, it's, like, it's a complete crapshoot. Like yeah, you guys, don't know. Do you understand that here in Vegas, if you want two dogs and French fries that are Vienna dogs properly done with the works, you're going to spend twelve dollars. That's stupid. that doesn't include drink. <laughs> that's dumb. No, I mean that. That's the tip for any like Cubs fan or Sox fan who like want to do the spring training thing. Uh, you know, if it's this year, or whenever, in the next couple of years. Go to the away games. Go, yeah. like, watch them play, like, the bad teams. And then, you know, you, you'll get, like, pretty damn good seats for, like, 10, 15 bucks. And it'll be more fun. It's a lot more fun watching your yeah. favorite teams. A lot less people show up. To, like, so and we'll a lot watch, less people show yeah. up because it's farther go, away from, like. I would people. much rather in spring training go to a White Sox-Pirates game to watch Luis Robert hit 600-foot bombs <laughs> off of some car salesman who's pitching for the Pirates <laughs> than, you know, go watch them try to hit, I don't know, like, Kershaw or something. Oh, I'm going to stab my buddy, Paul, by the way, we're going to his birthday in Chicago. So I'll be in Chicago on June 6th and the weekend before and a couple of days after <sighs> it's when the Cubs are on the West coast swing. Oh, man. Padres and giants, which giants, if, if you could go watch any team play your favorite team play in San Francisco, I recommend it. It's a, it, it doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's freezing. And it's a great trip to like make. Like if you're like if the White Sox play the Giants and it's a uh, San Francisco trip, that's a great trip. That's well, and inexpensive. I'll I mean, obviously guys, when everything's not shut down, it's California. So I'll tell like, you guys straight up that um, one of my favorite parks, honestly, I've, I've been to a lot of parks. Is PNC Park in Pittsburgh? Is oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Beautiful Opening beautiful weekend. I, I drove. I mean, I'm sorry. I flew in t- 2015 when the Cubs had their wild card game there. I flew by myself to Pittsburgh. I went to the Andy Warhol Museum. It was awesome. Sweet. And man. I ate somewhere, and then I went to the game by myself. And it was it was a beautiful stadium, and obviously a great night because the Cubs won. Arietta pitched a freaking gem. But I mean, that was a really good experience. The park. I, I heavily recommend PNC Park in Pittsburgh. That whole Wait, area, the PNC and then they have the, 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 the Steelers Stadium too. And there's like a there's a submarine yeah. on the water on the river. I think there's like a submarine museum and there's a science museum right there. I'm again nerd. There's like a science museum right there that I think is bad at. That's a great area of Pittsburgh too. And you, yeah. then you can go get a a, a Prometheus sandwich, which is uh what days are you in Chicago, Fitz? I will be there 
um, June sixth is the birthday party. We're taking it. We're doing a cruise. I think on the fifth. So right. I'm gonna be there for like. What is the White Sox schedule? Am I gonna want to wait for the first time? Hold well, on. Uh, the third to the sixth, they got a four game series at home versus the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I'm getting then, there Thursday afternoon at like four p.m. But then the eighth through the tenth, they got the Blue Jays. I'm already home on the eighth. Well, that's. Shame. But I will be there on the fourth. Well, we go to a Tigers game. It's a, it's a Sox win, right? I mean, that would be a, Burrow, dude. Come on. If he's still alive, is he still playing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still he's still <laughs> around. As long around. as someone will, as long as someone will cut him a check, hey, that man will swing a. Oh, no, earlier, that's a guaranteed contract. Earlier, we talked about um, Frank Thomas. We talked about Mike Trout. Miguel Cabrera's stats early in his career for a elite. big chunk of time were elite. elite. Brown. Absolutely. Listen to uh, is it Dakota? What's what's his name? Uh, the Cubs traded him to the the Tigers. Dakota Zach Short. Oh, Zach Short. Zach Short. Um, listen to him on Ian Happ's podcast the other day, talking about he's like everything I want to do is just watch him hit in the cage. He goes, I don't care about my career right now. I just want to watch Cabrera hit because it's like it's he's a he's yeah. not the god. He's just a god when and it comes like, to like Sultan had commented here. Triple Crown, Triple Crown winner. Yeah, I mean, he won, huh? crazy. Yeah. That's all I got to say, right? Dude, I mean, we not. I know we didn't want to talk about it, but like his rookie year was 03, and we all remember yeah. how. Uh, and he was, he was like his, a 20 year old. I think it was 03. Cause he, I, <laughs> no, but like that, that was him like at oh, yeah. 20 years old. Just like, it's, we got a good, we could be there for the Zara revenge game. Or was he 19? He may be 19. He was a yeah, baby. Like, nine, yeah, something like that. He was a baby. Yeah, he was like 350. Just be, just. a little baby when we were worrying about Derek Lee. He was a kid. He was a kid. Well, hey, Killer and friend, we're getting right at that moment. Roman, tell the people where they can find your stuff. And, and, and real quick, let's talk about the let's talk about the the fans only too, real quick. Let's talk about only fans. Only, only fans. fans. I don't. <laughs> wait, wait, that's different. Kevin, don't be fans only. Is different. different? Kevin, just look at your favorites bar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm so look at look at your unclosed uh, so safari tab. Y'all might know. Easy Ridley. Obviously, okay. at Styles and Roman is is the the show I've been part of for 15 years. Uh, the new brand that I, I've been heavily involved with is me and my girlfriend actually are at Kenzie and Roman. Um, do a lot of really funny couples videos, a lot of TikTok stuff, a lot of uh, really cool stuff going on. So obviously on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, at Kenzie and Roman. But we are um, part of OnlyFans. And the crazy thing about OnlyFans is um, they came to us and they were like, listen, we really, really, really want to try to get more mainstream with our content. And you, what you guys do is perfect. We would love to kind of like get behind you guys and champion you guys as a new uh, account. And I had heard the stigmas, but they brought up, they said to us, you know how Snapchat started? And we're like, no. And they said Snapchat started as like point. a dirty picture app, like using like dick pics or like. Yep, I remember like, that. Yep. Yeah. We were just teachers. We were warned against it. So yeah, so Snapchat was, I guess it started very, very bad. They made a conscious effort to get more mainstream. And now you, you know, everyone has Snapchat, right? Well, yep. I don't, but most people do. So OnlyFans is doing the same thing. They really kind of want to get away from the stigma of where it started. So they approached us and we have an OnlyFans account at Kenzie and Roman. I'm proud to say as of now, we have over 85,000 followers. Um, not going to lie to you guys. Some of the DMs are, 
old school OnlyFans stuff that I deal with. But, um, but I, honestly, purge. Yeah, you're like but, you're like you're like butters purging Cartman's social media. It's yeah, like, some of it. <laughs> but, but the good news is, 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 is our content, our very very clean content, is doing very very well on OnlyFans. So yeah, you can follow us on every platform: uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and OnlyFans. We're at Kenzie and Roman. And listen, guys, I had a bl- I love talking baseball. My girlfriend loves baseball, but when I geek out like this, she's like, "Okay, stop." You know. So I love talking with you guys about baseball. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, and Zoe, you should be very very excited. Your team looks very very good. Uh, Cubs fans in, in the chat and on uh, on the comments, don't give up on this team, man. I'm telling you right now, they won the division last year. I fully expect them to win the division this year. And then you know what? You get in, you never know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, man, for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you know. Everyone that's we had on in the off season, you know, hopefully we can get you back on during the regular season to kind of touch base on where things are. Listen, you know, listen, hopefully I'm you're busy. Make a deal. I'll make a deal with you right now. If you want me back on, my answer is yes, but I have one stipulation. Uh-oh. Fiddler's got to say herpes in the chat one time when I'm back on. Well, that's easy. I mean, <laughs> that's easy. Do you want me to get herpes for the no, next time no, no. you're on? Just, like, just I could go. Drop it. I mean, I could you're, try. You're doing I mean, like batting stance and a breakdowns. Somehow, just throw that word in, and I'm in, dude. Let's go. <laughs> done. Hey, I don't even need to wait for fit on that one. That's a done deal. Hey, we know a few people from high school that we could probably. But I will say one more thing. I want to give Fiddler his shout outs to me. He's always been a really, really cool dude. Uh, obviously, you're still a cool guy, and I'm really impressed with your. Your swing breakdowns, man. That was really, really cool to watch. And again, I'm very jealous. You couldn't help me out when I was a lefty. You know, could use a little bit more power in my swing. I but, help uh... myself out. <laughs> we both we didn't know what to do. We were like we weighed 155 pounds as seniors, which was I True. wish I could get and back there. Besides by the way, thank back. you for tweeting that picture out. Like, where the hell did oh. you find that picture? <laughs> Dude, that was it. I've had that on Facebook, by the way, since like I I, I scanned in a bunch of like old school photos, and that was you. Yeah. By the way, the, the best picture. Oh wait, girlfriend, if you're watching this. Uh-oh. Earmuffs. Uh-oh. I have a picture of me and Allison Edwards together too. And oh, oh my god! I know that. I know. I know. Yeah. I know that Lou hated me because I had a yeah. crush on her. But my, my best friend's brother dated this girl. So yeah. yeah so, but she was Frank. Frank. Yeah. Who, by the way, is the greatest man ever. I want more pictures of him in a bathtub with rubber duckies. <laughs> it's the best picture I've ever seen. So. Right, but thank you guys so much again. No, thank it was you a lot for of fun, man. I miss baseball. Can't wait for the season to start. Let's uh, let's have. How about both Chicago teams have success, huh? All beautiful. Chicago teams. Let's get let's let's get Russell Wilson too. And oh, then, dude, don't get me started. Exactly. Like get the Bulls going too in the playoffs. Own sports. You, the ship's turning around, baby. Own sports. Coming back. Chicago's Chicago, coming baby. Back. Chicago. All right. Well, for that's make sure you follow Roman and Roman and his wife's page. For the good Reverend K. Fizz, that's all, though. I'm Zoe. Thank you all for watching, listening. We got the Fantasy League filled up. We will be back next week. Take it, take it easy, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. Season, make it all change. Make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah.
can't put 